welcome to the very first episode of Lover Goddess. You know, the other day I was sitting on one of my best friend's couches. We were smoking, talking, trying not to worry about this whole coronavirus situation. And we stumbled on a conversation regarding his first sexual experience. And as I was sitting there listening, I was completely enthralled with the details. I wanted to know everything. And it made me stop and think, like, most people would. Who wouldn't want to hear a story about someone's first time? (laughs) In my opinion, that's a no-brainer. I love to learn information about other people other people's experiences, especially as it relates to their sexuality, as it relates to their passions and um, these monumental moments in people's lives. So I sat there absolutely enthralled in his story and it made me feel like other people would too. So I followed these ideas down this rabbit hole and stumbled upon this idea, Lover Goddess, a podcast regarding self-love, sexuality, and the divine feminine. I have a passion for discussing sexuality. If I'm being completely honest, the topic has always interested me. One of the first words that I knew how to spell when I was a kid is penis, and I made a song out of it. I would walk around the house singing P-E-N-I-S, and I don't remember who taught me that. I don't remember how I learned it, but body parts have always been (laughs) really intriguing to me. Um, And more than that, it's about our creative ability If we take away the taboo that comes with sexuality, we are left with pure creative energy. Each and every one of us on this planet is here because of a sexual act. Even plants, animals, nature itself is a prime example of that. Without our sacral energy, our sexual energy, we would not be able to create anything, not babies, not projects, not our ideas, nothing would get done, nothing would be executed. And yet in our society, it's such a taboo. And when I tell people what I do for a living, I'm always met with such interesting responses, be that from my ultra-conservative parents or from the people around here who still call their bodies, their private parts, or their hoo-ha, or whatever the case may be. And I'm I'm not hating, and if, if that's you, if you're one of those people. But what I would like to bring to our awareness and to the table is how, how we've sort of demonized such a powerful and necessary aspect of our existence. So I've spent the last three years or so as a reproductive health advocate and educator, specifically when it comes to women. I've spent a lot of time 
studying, researching, teaching about, and creating items for the healing of the yoni. What is a yoni, you ask? <laughs> a yoni is the Sanskrit word for female genitalia. And I've been really interested in it my whole life. Again, I, I categorize myself as being bisexual. And I've known this for a very long time. Um, we'll get into the details of that later. But I bring that up to say that Yonis have been on my mind for a while. <laughs> um, and not just in a sexual way, but in a very curious and explorative way. And over the past three years, teaching and learning about the Yoni has been an extremely spiritual experience. It has helped me become more confident in myself, in my path. I've literally healed myself from from cancer <laughs> um, about two and a half three years ago I had an abnormal pap smear I went to the doctor they were checking everything out and my doctor who was a dude and completely insensitive and yuck I mean gynecology appointments suck already but he made it a thousand times worse and um, you know he went to read the cells he said there was an abnormal amount of cells there and that he needed to perform something called a colposcopy and essentially what that is is they take a sample from your cervix and they take that sample and they biopsy it to see if anything is cancerous or what's going on with it. So here I am at the hospital with this male <laughs> up in my vagina with his cold metal tools. And um, it was interesting, too, because they had the chair pointing with my head pointed toward the ground and my yoni up in the air. So he's like super... Uh, the whole thing was just uncomfortable, uncomfortable, especially the part where he cut part of my tissue. Um, he cut it right off of my vaginal wall and that hurt <laughs> to say the least. And then I had to wait for two weeks um, for results. He told me if the results came back high grade, I would need to go in for a procedure where they would freeze my cervix and scrape off a couple millimeters. And he was like, oh, it's no big deal. We'll just scrape it off. But to me, this is my body and I've never had anything like this happen before. And here you are talking about cancer and pre-cancer and the whole thing was just really disconcerting. Long story short, two weeks later, told me it was low grade and that I needed to come back in a year to assess if anything had gotten better or if I did in fact need a procedure. When I asked the doctor what I could do to support my health during that year, he said, oh nothing, 
to show up for your appointment. And that infuriated me. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean there's nothing I can do but show up? If I wait a year and just show up, it's going to be too late. So that truly propelled me into the research and study of how to heal my yoni space, how to heal my traumas and um, recover. And I found a lot of things that you could do to support your yoni health. So I'm just completely confused by Western medicine and their claims, their their claims that there's nothing that can be done. All we can do is react. I don't believe that is true. So I've spent the last two and a half, three years teaching about all of the methods I've learned about for engaging with healing and, um, you know, learning about your reproductive and creative powers. I've, <clears throat> excuse me, I've had a lot of people react in in a lot of different ways to me and to <laughs> my journey and to my passion. And a lot of that has come from my family. <laughs> I come from a really, really conservative family and sex has always been a taboo. You know, I was taught not to have sex before marriage. I was taught that masturbation is bad, that my body parts are essentially bad, that I needed to forget that they existed until some man put a ring on my finger. Well, guess what, y'all? I am 30 years old, and I am not married. I'm cool with that. I'm just saying, if I would have waited to have sex till I was married, I'd be waiting a long time. So obviously things didn't go that direction for me. And I'm cool with that. I'm not so sure how the family feels or especially now that I'm talking about it in a podcast. I'm sure I'm sure that's not their favorite. <laughs> However, I feel that it is really important for us to heal our relationship to ourselves to our bodies, to our sexuality, to the divine feminine, and then to the divine masculine. All of this is self-acceptance, self-expression, this ability to be open and honest about your thoughts, your desires, um, to attend to your body's needs. All of that is a sign of spiritual and physical maturity. Growing up, I didn't feel like I could talk to anyone about these things. I didn't have I didn't have that support. I didn't have that open channel of communication available to me. And I guess that's partially why I'm doing this podcast and why I want to talk about these messages and ensure that my story and the story of other individuals is more accessible, especially to you youngins out there, for everyone really, but for the younger generation who is currently exploring their sexuality without any 
support. <laughs> no one wants to talk about it and yet everyone is doing it. It doesn't make any sense. So that's where I'm coming from. That's that's the context around this podcast. Why I want to do it, the types of things we're going to be talking about. I truly believe that your sexuality and your sexual expression is very much linked to your concept of self-love and self-care. There are issues and blessings regarding sexuality that often include um, questions of value and self-worth and, yeah, you, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? So that is what Lover Goddess is about. That was a long-winded introduction, some insight into my life. And oh, by the way, I mentioned the gynecology appointment and a year later, I did go in to have another pap smear. And when they did that, everything came back normal. Uh, It's truly a testament to your body's ability to heal and to how important it is to have these conversations to be able to talk openly about your body parts and about what you're doing to keep them healthy. If there were more people discussing their experiences, um, then that that's more information, more resources that we can normalize for the younger generations and even for ourselves, healing ourselves and our connection and relationship to our bodies and our sexual energy. I'm going to be talking about lots of dope stuff on this podcast. I can't wait to really dive into it from segments regarding people's first times to some of my workshop topics that I teach about like honoring your moon cycle, yoni gazing, yoni massage, fertility awareness, all sorts of things. So if self-love, sex, um conversation is up your alley then hey go ahead and subscribe to this podcast check me out on social media Um, on instagram i'm bohemian underscore healing bohemian healing on facebook we have youtube all sorts of ways to reach out and connect and i look forward to developing this relationship with you i'm going to take you on a journey I hope you're down for the ride. All right, y'all. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.